Hello and welcome to the Iowa Hospital Association's podcast, Getting to Know Iowa Hospital Leaders. My name is Joa Hogan. Ryan Meyer has been site administrator at Cedar Falls Medical Center since March of 2021 and vice president with Mercy One as vice president of operations since 2014. He worked at the Iowa Healthcare Collaborative starting in February of 2010, where he worked his way through the organization first as an intern, then as program coordinator, and finally director of operations. Hello, Ryan. Welcome and thank you for being on the podcast today. Thank you, Joe. I'm glad to join you and, and talk with you about Mercy One and my role here and, and obviously the impact healthcare in Iowa has made on me. Great. And I know you're no stranger to the media scene, as I've recently seen a few of your Mercy One Minutes. Can you share with the audience what the Mercy One Minutes are? Our chief nurse officer and I, Kelly, started the Mercy One Minutes short video segments that we send out weekly to all of our colleagues here as a way to bring awareness and education on different items that are going on throughout Mercy One Northeast Iowa, really as a tool to increase communication within our colleagues. And it's a fun weekly video series that Kelly and I have enjoyed now probably for about three years. And just being able to dive into the different topics and, and everything going on, Kelly and myself have actually learned quite a bit recording these video series. So we usually shoot for about two to four minute long videos. Like I said, record them in the week and send them out by Friday that week. Just to kind of great feedback from the staff as, as a way to raise awareness on everything going on in Mercy One Northeast Iowa. I had the opportunity to watch a few of them and yeah, that was awesome. And it's great communication tool where he interviewed different folks in different departments or sometimes just gave information. So yeah, look very diverse and a lot of great information out there. And I was even lucky to see your holiday episode where it had the blooper reel. Yeah, the, the blooper reel is usually a, a crowd favorite. We get <laughs> quite a bit of feedback on that. And it just shows it doesn't always go as well as planned. And the beauty of recording those is we can edit them and it's not a live segment. So, but the bloopers definitely catch uh, kind of the behind the scenes stuff and you get just as much feedback as those as you do maybe introducing a new initiative that we're working on. Well, Ryan, can you tell us what a typical day looks like for you in your roles with Mercy One Northeast Iowa? Yeah, you know, really for us, it's it's starting each day with the safety call and, and having those safety calls at Cedar Falls, Waterloo and Oline really to set the base of, okay, what's, what's happened the past 24 hours that we need to be aware of or what's coming up in the next 24 hours that we need to plan for. Talk through maybe any uh, census issues or staffing issues and running through our key departments there um, kind of helps level set our day and know what to expect throughout the next several hours being on site here. So those safety calls start at 8.20 in the morning and run um, about five, 10 minutes a piece and kind of are sprinkled throughout the morning, but just a, a daily check-in with, okay, where are our leaders at? And using that really kind of launches into uh, our rounding efforts and, and myself rounding throughout the hospitals, having local meetings uh, with our colleagues or physicians based off what the issues or, or topics are at hand for that day. And then definitely now, I would say the past couple of years, and, and how do we work with community members, inform them what's going on within the hospital and our community within COVID, just other initiatives within Mercy One. So I would say I usually typically have a community event throughout the day or a community meeting uh, with several leaders. So I definitely enjoy those and touch and base with, with where Mercy One stands within our communities. 
What would you say is your greatest challenges now at Mercy One Northeast Iowa? Yeah, you know, healthcare and, and the continuous evolvement of healthcare uh, really has shifted, I guess you could say, in the last couple of years. And most recently, staffing. Staffing is a, is a big challenge that obviously we're all facing, retention of staff, but really getting in the new recruits of staff and physicians and how do we continue to provide high quality care with the appropriate staff levels that we need. So uh, staffing challenges and, and shift filling with them has continuously been our challenge probably for the past several months and, and continue to move forward as well with that. Understood. It seems like that's a big issue for a lot of folks. Yeah, we're certainly not unique here in the community, but, but definitely across the state and the country as we all try to come up with enticing ways to bring staff in and, and really show uh, staff what the culture is about and, and truly deliver the best quality care we can to our patients. So I know there's a lot of uh, colleges and schooling kind of in your area. Do any of those feature healthcare careers where you have a partnership, recent graduates that come right to your facility? Yeah, you know, a key piece of staffing for us is not just um, short-term strategies, but also long-term strategies. And a part of that is working with those local schools and the clinical programs or trades programs they have um, necessary for the skills to help within our health system. So working with those colleges, um, even the high school level, and exposing kids to healthcare careers and then giving them an opportunity to come inside the hospital and get, you know, hands-on experience or just learn more about uh, the programs and what it takes to run a, a hospital. Uh, we have a great partnership as well with the local high schools and, and their CAPS programs and getting those kids in here and maybe working on a project within the hospital as well. Um, so definitely the, the partnership with high schools and colleges and getting kids inside the walls here uh, hopefully leads to some long-term growth within the, the clinical fields in the state and, and get more nurses here on, on site as well. Well, shifting gears a little bit now, if the listeners aren't aware, your father is Perry Meyer, who has a long career here at the Iowa Hospital Association. And I was curious if that long career has influenced you in going into healthcare. Yes, absolutely. It has. And, um, you know, really early on, even in my high school, days, I remember going to several IHA meetings and events and getting exposed to what uh, hospitals mean for the state of Iowa, what the Iowa Hospital Association provides for the hospitals in the state of Iowa and our communities. And I, I would definitely say that greatly influenced my career path in the healthcare administration. Probably a great opportunity just to thank everybody at the Iowa Hospital Association, as well as several several hospital leaders over the decades that I was uh, fortunate enough to get to know a lot of good people and have served as mentors, career coaches for me. Um, I couldn't even begin to list off the names of the hospital CEOs that provided me uh, several coaching opportunities, mentorships, as well as at the Iowa Hospital Association and with Dr. Evans at the Iowa Healthcare Collaborative, but ultimately led me to that career path in healthcare administration and obviously landed me here in Mercy One, Northeast Iowa, uh, working with Jack Duesenberry and others. So just, just several key people led me to where I am now, and it wouldn't have been possible without my dad's long career with IHA and, and obviously his mentorship as well. 
And you mentioned that even before you're in healthcare, and maybe even as a, a younger person, you had the opportunity to participate in IHA events. And uh, and I've seen you now that in your professional career, I've seen you at several events. Do you have any stories or memories, either you know as a civilian or in your professional role, attending IHA events? Joe, I, I love coming to IHA events. I think it's a great opportunity. I can't support them enough as a way to bring healthcare leaders across the state in for several different ways, whether it's an annual meeting, a summer forum, or a golf outing. So first off, I love coming to IHA events, meeting people, uh, building those key relationships, and and I think that's what is really a fun part of it. Uh, You know, I also, I I think it was my high school, college um, age time frame of coming to one of the IHA uh, board retreats in Okaboji. And I remember the time when I was driving a golf cart and looking maybe out towards the green or looking for a golf ball. And it came right over a hill and drove my golf cart right through a sand trap. You you definitely never know what to expect at at the golf outings. I know there's several other stories of maybe a golf cart going in the water and others. But I think when you when you have people across the state that come together several times throughout the year, a lot of those key relationships that are formed. There's just a lot of good stories and and moments spent with with those people. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate that. You were actually featured on the iHerf golf outing uh, podcast last year. So I know you weren't banned for life for attending any IHA golf (laughs) events after your card incident. So that's good. That's correct. Yep. Still coming around. Sounds like you've been around healthcare most of not all your life, what do you think you would be doing if you weren't in healthcare or was there ever an option of anything but healthcare? You know, really from a career perspective, it was always kind of that, that healthcare focus, healthcare administration, but because of my love of, of golfing and being outdoors, I, I did work a couple summers at some golf courses. And I, I probably, if, if it weren't for being inside a hospital or the healthcare environment, I would likely be outdoors working on a golf course, doing a variety of different things, maybe with a golf club, but that'd probably be my, my alternate career path. I guess if I could have a, another career out there someday. Beyond golf, what else do you enjoy doing in your downtime? Do you have any hobbies to speak of? Yeah, really uh, golfing, traveling, being active are, are some key things, but most importantly, spending time with my wife and three kids kids activities right now so our kids are nine seven and six so definitely being uh, outdoors with them and running from activity to activity uh, we just love love that aspect of it and seeing them grow and into the people they're becoming so love spending time with my wife and kids oh that's great i'm sure you keep very busy with uh, those aged kids for sure and is there anything that people would be surprised to know about you you know i am uh owner in the Green Bay Packers. I do have some ownership stake within the Green Bay Packers organization. Uh, obviously, they do the, the owner stock sales. The piece of paper is nice to have, and you get invited to an annual meeting every uh, summer up in Green Bay. Besides that, unfortunately, I don't get any say in any personnel decisions or contract talks, but a big Packers fan, and so definitely cheer on, uh, cheer on the Packers in the fall. How many games do you try to attend each year? Usually try to get to one every other or every three years or so. Try to head up to Lambeau and see a game there. Um, I haven't taken the kids yet, so sometime look, uh, soon look forward to taking the kids up and seeing a game in Lambeau. 
maybe we, this could be off the record, but are you are you happy that Aaron Rodgers stayed, or did you want to see him go? Yeah, you know, I'm 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 happy when you have a legend like that stick around and and hopefully can finish out a career there, but also know it's time. There's always time to kind of move forward, and so I, hopefully it helps some some this next year, but also wouldn't be surprised if maybe this is the last year or not. Well, I'm a Colts fan, so yeah. we've got a lot, lot of quarterback uh, rotation <laughs> there. So we'll see what, what next year brings. Then you know what it's like to kind of have have a legend like Peyton mm-hmm. around and then Absolutely. when it's time to say goodbye to him. I asked this question to all our guests on the podcast, but Ryan, can you tell us what lesson or lessons has COVID-19 taught you? When you ask that question, it just takes me back about two years ago now this month sitting in a incident command room with all of our other leaders and just learning more about COVID at that time and what it meant for us and how we had to prepare for it. For me, I, it was really the ability to change and that our ability to adapt and, and our best set plan maybe we had in place or you, the plans you put that for that day, all of a sudden you show up the next day and you had to be able to, to change that and kind of move on a swivel to be able to respond to that next day's call. So really the ability to change, the adaptability to change was a key piece of getting through that, that time frame. And I would say continued on here with COVID is just the strengths in working with others, the strength and partnerships and those relationships, having that good team to really come together and, and how do you best tackle a problem and, and having the right people in the room. So those the key and, and the partnerships and teamwork that we have I want to thank you very much, Ryan Myers, site administrator at Cedar Falls Medical Center and vice president of operations with Mercy One for being on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. Pleasure to, to be here and to talk with you today. And healthcare in Iowa, the hospitals in Iowa, just an incredible network and all of us come together, provide the best care we can for our communities. So IHA providing a place like this for others to come together and network uh, is just incredible. So thank you to IHA as well. Well, thank you, and I look forward to seeing you in person at an upcoming IHA event. This podcast has been an opportunity to get to know Iowa hospital leaders. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for another episode next month.